Welcome to Answer the Call, the podcast that helps Christians discern their callings, then practically land a job that's aligned with it. I'm your host, Kelsey Kemp, an ex-tech consultant, multi-time founder, six-figure entrepreneur, TEDx speaker, and career coach over at thecalledcareer.com. We don't skim the surface around here. I know what it's like to feel stuck in a career path that just wasn't for me. So that's why since 2018, I've devoted myself to being here with you, sharing everything I know from helping hundreds of professionals make meaningful career pivots of their own. Anywhere from New York to New Zealand, lawyers to high school teachers, 21 to 65 years old. Now it's time for your story. Here at Answer the Call, you'll see weekly episodes on faith, mindset, clarifying your calling, top job search strategies, and even a few lessons on entrepreneurship for those of you who feel called to start a business. Enjoy today's episode, and if you would, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe at the end. Cheering you on, always. Let's go. There we go. Mark, welcome to your podcasting debut. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have been on other podcasts. No, it's the first time. You are the first uh, podcast interview. So, Oh, I'm honored. And thanks for being here. So, okay. I think we should just kick it off with what did you do before? Like, what was your job before we worked together? And what is it now? And how's it going? All right. So before we worked together, I was a project manager for Hitachi Rail in Boston, Massachusetts. I was managing the commuter rail upgrades uh, for uh, the MBTA. And now I am in Chicago, Illinois, as a construction manager for SQN. I'm fulfilling a project engineer role um, for a new metro rail station in the south side of Chicago. Look at you go. Look at you go. Um, and from what I understand, you are much less stressed now <laughs> because there's a little bit more work-life balance in this one. Yes. So to expand on that a little bit and kind of why yeah. I transitioned. Uh, so my last role, I was managing, it was a $290 million project. I was uh, came in towards the closeout phase and there was some there was a lot of uh, kind of issues to tackle and such, a lot of challenges, and um, and I took those on as best I could, and uh, they they just seemed to grow and grow, and and uh, no matter how much effort I seemed to put into the job, uh, it never seemed to get any easier. Uh, I was in perspective. I mean, I was working probably ten hours in the office, come home help put the kids to bed and then I would work till 10 or 11 at night every night and sometimes on weekends and that's amount of pressure to make the project successful and stuff just built up and built up caused a lot of anxiety and it was taking a lot of time away from my wife and kids and from myself and um, before I knew it I just was exhausted and burnt out and I didn't know where to turn or what to do Um, I just knew I couldn't keep going. Um, so, um, in that, I was a big fan of Bob Goff and his Dream Big podcast and stuff. I was listening to him. We love Bob. He's yes. great. Yes. Yes. And uh, it spurned the idea of, you know, 
dreaming big maybe in getting out and I'd pursue job coaching and uh, career coaching. And so I did research and uh, I did a Google search and you came up and uh, hey. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, had a phone call with you and, uh, and a little bit later, here I am. Here we are, everybody. Yeah. I love that. Okay. And so now, how are you feeling in your new job and how's that going? And oh my gosh, that's just a, a little preamble to the next questions I'm about to ask you about how you got there. Yeah. Very fascinating. But yeah, how's it going? It's going great. Uh, I enjoy the company. They are um, uh, very receptive to me. It seems to be a great, great fit with what I want to do. Um, I'll get into that a little more later as, as the job search and, and such, but uh, no, um, and also um, my wife, kids are, we're happy with um, Chicago. We, we love being back in the Midwest and uh, you know, I mean, Boston was great. It's a great place to visit. Highly recommend it, but it wasn't uh, the best for living for, for myself and my family. Um, so uh, yeah, um, no, we're very, very happy. My wife and I both um, very happy here and uh, liking the, the, the new companies we're both working for and um, enough about it. Oh, I love hearing this. Okay, so I'm sure some people can relate to a little bit more of the backstory of what were you finding was most challenging as you on your own were trying to figure out where do I go next? I know you mentioned all I know is I really need something different right now. And I yes. don't know what that is. So tell me a little bit about what you were trying on your own that you were still having a hard time with. I was having a really hard time figuring out what I wanted. Um, my past 10 years or so, I've always been in the rail industry. And I felt like that it just kind of came upon me. I didn't choose it. Like it was the job. I got offered right out of college. It was the best job on paper, so I took it. Um, and the promotions and such throughout, and just I, I took what was best on the table. So I felt like I was making the right decisions. But when it came time to leave this, I wanted to make sure that I took the best job for me and long term, and was what I truly wanted, not just what was the best on the table. So I didn't have a repeat possibly the same scenario or I don't know, but just, yeah, I wanted to pursue a job that uh, I truly wanted and not mm -hmm. just what found me. And so and being so stressed and anxious or whatever, it really distracted me from figuring out what I wanted and I needed help organizing my thoughts and to sort out what I truly wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and I believe I did. And that was a big takeaway in the tools, you know, from the program. And uh, I love it. And um, yeah, how, how do you want me to proceed from there? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, you know what? I know that you were so diligent, as many people are on their own. Like, you were really trying your best, just like I was back in the day, trying to like figure everything out on my own. I, I know that you were listening to a lot of podcasts, like yes. podcasts. That's a great podcast and doing a lot of thinking. Um, but still you, from what I am hearing you say, and definitely what I remember was there's still a disconnect of how do I tie this together into a clear decision on 
what, what is that job? What am I going for specifically? So what were some of the specific parts of our work together that actually started making a difference? Yes. Yeah, so what finally I think started making a difference was me putting my actions in, in or pursuing my actions, really putting my thoughts into action. So I followed your program and it came time for the, the job searching and I just need to find out what was out there and start comparing A and B and deciding, okay, I like this better than how does this, how does this fit to me? And so what I did is I started contacting, um, you know, friends, colleagues um, that may have had some interest to me and just said, hey, this is what's going on, and I'm, I'm looking for a new career, and uh, what do you know? And yeah, <laughs> doesn't and, have to be rocket science. No, it's just no. stuff starts happening when we get out of our own head yes. and into simple but sincere action, yes. where you're just calling up your buds and yes. you're asking, what do you know about yeah, I spent so much time, I mean, you can ask my wife, I talked to her countless nights about what do I do, I talked to other acquaintances, friends, and such, and, you know, they're all very supportive, but at the end of the day, it, uh, I needed to put, I need to make some actions in order to um, make this happen, so I started, uh, let's see, last, uh, it was last November, I reached out to you, and then I went through a couple weeks, went through the program, started talking to, um, uh, so I'll start where I came to SQN. Um, so I contacted a friend from college named Andy, and I just said, hey, this, this is where I'm at, this is what I'm looking for, what do you know? And uh, he then said well i have these contacts you know feel free to reach out to them also send me your resume so i did and then looked over my resume and said hey why don't you talk to my company as well i said sure <laughs> Surprise. why not so sure enough he passed my resume on to you know his company and then in january of this year i had an informational interview with the president and program manager and the uh, operations manager and sat down and it was an informational interview i told him this is my experiment this is my experience this is what i'm looking for and he said this is our company this is what we're looking for I said great this looks like a match and <laughs> and yes it was about 45 minutes to an hour but it was really it was that simple they had no job posting at all um they were just they're looking for talent and uh so i said look i'm very beginning of my job search. I'm looking to move, and this was January, so I'm like, I'm looking to move maybe this summer. They said, great. And they um, gave me an offer in February, and they gave me three, three and a half months to decide. So Wait, yeah, I remember from your message, you said, uh, yeah, I talked to my buddy from college, and he was like, wait, what? I think our company needs your skills right now. And then connected you, you have this I mean, relatively short conversation with the leadership there. And didn't they offer, put together the formal offer the next week? Yeah. Or something like that. It was within and then they gave within you two weeks. Long... It was three. Okay. They, okay. They, I think within a week, they sent me an email saying, we're going to give you an offer. 
and then yeah then a week later they had a formal offer but yeah it was that's amazing pretty short and sweet um so yeah and of course I, I did continue to kind of pursue my options but mm-hmm. it really came back to just this I knew what I wanted from the program. I knew I wanted a small company. I knew I wanted a, a role that was more varied. It was going to have a more variability, not just being on the same project and doing the same thing over and over. Um, I knew I didn't want to be the overall project manager anymore. I wanted to be a little more technical. And this just seemed to fit at all. So like, well, this isn't rocket science, like you said. <laughs> if, if, if the shoe fits, it fits. So yeah, right. And uh that's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I love that. And you know what I want to highlight about your experience is because you actually just started taking action, which didn't have to be wildly complicated. Okay. You had some conversations with people who you already had some sort of relationship with. Right. Uh, I mean, many of my clients, I'm instructing them beyond that. And we're like, amp- cause not everybody's so lucky. Okay. You had lightning strike, which does happen. And I want to talk about a few other instances of, I consistently see this. And so it's actually repeatable. Here's what I mean. So you just generated these conversations and you didn't just ask what's going on with you? How are you liking your company? Blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you asked some of those things, but you actually had a clear explanation of straight up. Here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I've been doing. And here's what I'm looking for now. So it sounds like your friend had some things to speak to when they presented you as a candidate to their boss and you helped people help you. And also because you're in these conversations, not in in your own head anymore and Mm -hmm. just maybe like me in the past where I was like how many more happy hours am I gonna spend just talking to my friends about like well like what I don't know I don't like this but I kind of like this and I saw this one girl on Instagram makes a hundred thousand dollars a year doing but but like I don't know it's not for me um and it just matters that you actually go into these more structured conversations so that when you get their feedback it also helps you become clear on what you would really like to go for. And then two, you are actually generating an opportunity for luck to happen. And that's what I see, uh, how I see people like you being so successful because you make yourself available for unicorn opportunities to come your way. Mm -hmm. And if you hadn't presented yourself to your friends and other colleagues, and said what you were looking for, how is anybody supposed to help you and say, oh yeah, actually we're hiring for that right now. And so anyway, what do you think about that? That's what I take from your experience. Yeah, it, it's spot on. I, I, I do think it's very recreatable. It's, you know, companies are always going to be looking for talent and, you know, mm-hmm. there are very few companies that are just going to hide in a box and just not take on anybody new. There are always people retiring or leaving or, or whatnot. So I mean, if you just, like you said, stay at happy hour and just moan and gripe, you're never gonna, you know, find these opportunities. So yeah, um, yeah, you gotta, gotta talk to people to find out what's going yeah. on. Like your friends at happy hour probably aren't hiring, but maybe if you strategically reach out to that person who's in that other industry that, you know, maybe they are. So I love that. Um, I'm kind of curious, how has your perspective uh, changed uh, through some of the principles that you picked up throughout this experience about yeah. maybe what's possible for your career or how you want to lead it. 
What do you think? I'm I'm much more confident and be knowing that I can go get probably more what I want now. Um, in the past, I when I've changed jobs, I've always been looking to be how am I the perfect candidate for them, and really I've changed my mindset into being no, this is who I am, it's what I am, and not every company is going to be a perfect fit for me. Just like I'm not going to be a perfect fit for that company, and I, yeah, you'd be able to learn how to discern that and just be able to talk and conversations and inf information interviews. They're just conversations. There's nothing more than that. Um, they can lead to great things, but at the end of the day, it's just you and a couple people talking. So yeah, yeah honestly, <laughs> I mean, this is exactly how I'm not. Okay. When I say like, I've seen this happen before I'm talking about like another client that I'm really excited. She's going to be on the podcast soon. Jamie, she, this exact same situation, except her coffee house chat with her now boss lasted three hours and they were like dreaming together and like, yes, I'm definitely going to come work for you. And it landed and it was a solid offer, full-time benefits, everything that she wanted. And so stuff like this can happen. Yeah. And that was the same for Johnson and Megan and, um, like so many others that I've seen this happen to. And so I love how you're a testament to of sure, we kind of have to be willing for some job searches yeah. as uh, you know, maybe you'll experience down the road. It's you really have to roll your sleeves up and it's worth the fight. And you were yeah. really putting out a lot of effort and casting your net wide at some points in your life. But then other times it could be a very elegant relationally led uh win like this was for you so I yeah. love your story in that um and another thing that I know you told me before was how your perspective changed on your passions and what you how you needed to incorporate that in your career can you talk to that a little bit yeah sure so when I was trying to figure out what I wanted in my career I was looking at, I don't know, three or four different directions. And I had no idea which one to try or pursue or whatnot. And uh, in your program, you mentioned one of your old podcasts about being multi-passionate. Mm -hmm. And so I, I listened to it and it really, it really struck a chord with me. It was exactly what I was kind of experiencing that there was um, similar to you, like I had a big strong interest in sustainability. And I was like, oh, maybe I want to go into sustainable construction or this or, or that. But I had no real strong interest in it. I had other hobbies as well. I was like, well, maybe I'll turn that into a business or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I learned through all that and self-analyzing myself and such that I really wanted to keep my hobbies my hobbies because if I made them a business, I would hate them. And uh, and uh, I, I learned that... Um, I do like what I'm doing as career. I just needed a little quarter twist, so to speak, which would, um, yeah, not being so managerial, but a little more technical. And it's made all the difference. And uh, I do, I actually do like what I'm pursuing as career. So I structured more about my interests and to categorize them for me into what I want to pursue as a career, what I want to pursue as a hobby. And I still get to use my hobbies as gifts and, and such that I use them for my hobbies as hospitality and for other people and how I, um, I'm structured that way. 
and uh, use my career as my career. And um, yeah, I feel more confident in that layout now. And I, I know what I want versus being scatterbrained and trying to thinking I need to pursue this. And who knows, those may change later and they probably will. And that's fine. But yeah. this is where I am now. And I have the tools now. I love that. This like, is where I am now. <laughs> that's all you can make a decision on. I remember a friend told me that when I, uh, like five years ago, I was really trying to figure things out. And she was like, Kelsey, you could only make a decision on what you know today. I'm like, oh. <laughs> that's true, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so I'm grateful that was helpful to you. And I am taking your feedback that that should not be a suggestion in the program, but rather a formal part of it. Yeah. That one lesson I did on that. But um, the I, I'm kind of curious for your honest thoughts, your hot takes yes. on what were some of the uh, doubts or questions or skepticism that almost held you back from pursuing career coaching? I will say, I won't say pursuing career coaching in general, but from picking you, I would, okay. <laughs> I'll say this. I was at first, I was like, oh, this is young girl. What does she know? I know, right? <laughs> And then I thought I had some hypocrisy on myself because in my first uh, nine, nine and a half years, I was a field supervisor and stuff, fresh out of college. And I was always managing grown men who a lot of them retired under me. And I'm this, you know, fresh out of college kid who doesn't know anything. And so I'm like, well, I'll be very, very hypocritical if I say I don't think Kelsey has enough experience for me when I've managed my first probably eight nine years I didn't manage anybody that actually was younger than me so wow I love that I don't think anyone has flat out said like who's this girl but honestly wait no, no that's not true later on like usually after a client actually gets their big win and we're celebrating they're like they I guess they get more candid they're like this is hilarious because you're just some quirky girl that I had no idea how you were gonna work this out I'm like I received that 100% that's totally fine <laughs> um but I, isn't that so funny though, of how in your own career, you have been a really proficient leader uh, and people acknowledge gusto and the willingness to just take up the torch and apply yourself really diligently. And that isn't always correlated uh, or come at a certain age. So that's cool. I like that. Thanks for the hot take. Um, I am curious, besides um, some of the other things that you talked about, why are you grateful that you ended up just going for it and taking a chance and going through the program? Why am I grateful? Well, if I, if I didn't do this, <laughs> I would, uh, I don't know where I would be. I don't know if I would still be in Boston in stressed um out of my mind I mean yeah I mean I'm like I've said all before I'll reiterate I mean I I know I'm much more confident about myself I know what I want I know how to find out what I want that's the biggest tool is to find out to to know how to find out what you want and and I have confidence in decisions I made and even confidence in seeing my past career and the little steps and the little things. And 
I mean, who would have known that a friend that I had in college that I've loosely kept in touch with, but not a whole lot, would end up being um, somebody that I could reach out to and connect with. And also, I would never guess even the little experiences and hardships that I've had in my past and how they've grown me and, and developed me. And I'm also more grateful now for those hard times in my past career and those stressful situations that they've helped shape me into who I am now. And like without this time that I've taken to analyze myself, I would never have done that and just, I don't know, just griped about them or something. I don't know, but uh, I'm definitely much more appreciative of the good and the bad of my past than, than I am. I was in the past. Isn't it nice that we could do that now that it was actually used for something, i.e. a change? You yeah. took the hard things in your past as feedback to grow yourself and then translate that into action for a tangible career change. And I really admire that about you because honestly, I think that it's very easy, especially, I don't know about you, but at least in my experience, uh, as a Christian and kind of what I heard as messaging around work growing up um, or the way to be a faithful Christian at work is to just grow in contentment and honestly like beat yourself down and learn how to manage your emotions when all along you're probably in a really unsuitable job and frankly wasting your life there and you're uh, the best of your abilities and nobody likes to say say it how it is <laughs> but that is how it is. And I don't know why people don't talk about consequences and how you actually need to use your free will to uh, steward and cultivate your life as if it's a garden. Mm -hmm. Like I, I think about the imagery of the garden of Eden all the time, all the time of how God gave these untapped raw resources mm -hmm. and he said, cultivate it. And he always intended it to grow into a culture, a society, a people, and a city. It was always intended to start as this beautiful, raw garden and be cultivated into, you see, from the first book of the Bible to the last, it turns into the new Jerusalem, the city. And I think that's amazing because I also think that's how we're like, we are also a part of the garden and you have natural talents. You have this one wild and precious life, Mary Oliver. Uh, and you decided to make a change and look, you, all the things you wanted, were they were very good things. They weren't bad things. And so I loved how you were talking about how a uh, part of um, how you lead your job search, uh, mindset with confidence now is because you you were saying some things like oh I'm just willing for me to not be a fit for certain companies and certain companies to not be a fit for me mm -hmm. because that speaks of you being a person who is very firm and comfortable with this is what I want and I, so and they're not bad things and I don't have to feel bad about it yeah. and so I'm gonna just sit here, keep on asking, knocking, seeking until uh, my vision is achieved. 
And so I just want to really applaud you for that. And I couldn't be happier for you, Grace, and the kids with your move and how happy you are in your new jobs. And so I applaud you. Is there any other advice that you would love to impart on the listeners who might be considering a job change like you? Sure. Um, Don't be afraid to search. Um, We spend most of our lives working. I mean, I spend what, eight, eight hours a day, I mean, or more, whatever working, it's more than I see, you know, my, my kids and my wife and stuff. So might as well make the best of it and make it what you want. And so don't, don't be afraid to, to start looking. And even if it's to to confirm that what you have is, is just right already, but uh, still it's, um, don't be afraid to just try you, you never know there's no harm in trying and i'd rather i would rather fail on the side of action than in action i never want to regret what i didn't do mm, man fist pump to that it reminds me of this uh sweatshirt that my sister got that whenever she wears it people will come up to her and say oh my gosh that just made my day it just says something very simple it says what if it all worked out what if it all worked out there you go and I was just having a client uh or conversation with a client this morning uh we're just starting off our work together and we were acknowledging that um foreboding joy that I think uh, that must be the term that Brene Brown talks about or like the fear and the vulnerability of opening yourself up to what you really really would love to see happen in your life um And we were talking about this fear that maybe more than just us can relate to. Maybe it's more of a common experience where um, if you open yourself up to acknowledge what you really want and you start going after it and you get a little taste of that excitement, but then it ultimately doesn't work out. What I see a lot of people expressing is honestly, it uh, is just scary to have the opportunity to have proof. See, I tried and it didn't work out. But (laughs) just like with your story, what if it did all work out? And also, if it doesn't at first, or second, or fifth, or on your 10th attempt, why couldn't it still on the 11th? I mean, everything I've tried new, I promise I failed my first time. I, I failed countless times. I got, there's not enough time on this podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) All you need is for the end to succeed. And uh, you always just keep trying. We, I, I continuously learn through my failures and they continuously teach me. But also I, I, there's a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. I mean, um, learn from the mistakes of others because we don't have time in this life to make them all ourselves. So. Yeah, feel free to uh, audience reference any of my other podcasts talking about my story. <laughs> I, I certainly didn't kick off my career with something that was like all woke and perfect for me or anything like that. That's why I'm here. That's why I cry with all you guys when you're like really miserable because I feel it. I want you to be in something better. I want you to be in something better. So Mark, you are an all-star. I'm very grateful for your example and keep me updated. Will do. I uh, Stay in touch. Please do. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. To get an even more meaningful head start into your calling, head to thecultcareer.com, where my fellow career coach Audrey and I have created a whole suite of free resources and tools to help you get clear and get a job today. For those who are definitely ready to land a job or start a business in the next six to 12 months, we're here to help you biblically and practically discern your calling through coaching, reflection, and deep market research. Identify the job that's aligned with it. Even if you currently have no idea what you want, rebrand your resume and LinkedIn to translate your background to appeal to your future boss. P.S. We take this off your plate and do this for you. Also, we'll teach you how to land referrals and get attention from leadership through networking. Again, if that makes you nervous, we have these emails and LinkedIn messages literally written for you so you don't have to sweat. We're also here to give you unlimited interview practice so you're prepared to address every elephant in the room and knock selling yourself out of the park. Then we'll round out with helping you negotiate your salary so you land thousands more. Just so you know, recent clients have gotten eight to $50,000 salary increases, even though they were totally non-traditional candidates. That's because we specialize in helping non-traditional career pivoters land jobs they're ecstatic to serve in. It takes work, but we're here to see you through until the end when we're celebrating that day that you send me an email in all caps and you say, Kelsey, I got the job. Then you could be on the podcast, but I'll be here until then keeping you accountable and encouraged by meeting with you literally until you land the job you want. Even if that's up to six months from now within our program, apply to join at thecalledcareer.com and I'll see you next week here at answer the call. Bye for now.